Draft the Universe in no way encourages anybody to drive under the influence. It is really dangerous. And if you have any problems with alcohol and it's controlling your life, please seek help. This is something that we do as a, as a hobby and that we love. But if any of us had problems with it, we would help them. Do the same for your friends. Thank you. <laughs> so you were recording a podcast in the bunker with your buddies the other day. I love a beer. I'd have a beer. I'd have a beer. Down, 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 down. I don't know why I went jackass right there. But I don't either, but we'll edit it out. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you did for it. Gentlemen, let's uh, toast to the opening of what is either our greatest idea ever, ever, or the worst idea we've ever come up with. Gonna be one of the two. Cheers. No Cheers. Hour. Cheers. Delicious. Ooh. And with that, everyone, welcome to Draft the Universe, the Nerd Fight Battle Royal. This is the podcast where we draft our favorites, pick a topic, and I've been drinking. I'm Jafar. I'm Chris. And I'm Ben. And we're here to do the beer draft, the draft draft. This is something that I know I've been simultaneously terrified of and really looking forward to since the pun was first uttered. Yeah, in terms of wordplay, it's a pretty easy one. I'm sure that the first person to have listened to our podcast also was like, what if they draft drafts? Then they could draft while they draft. It's a pretty easy bit of wordplay to make. As a podcast episode, it is a little bit more tough to do that because we are going to be drinking a lot of beer. A lot of beer. A lot of beer. Also, we've made no money on this podcast. This one episode has cost more than everything else we've done combined. <laughs> yeah, this is the most expensive podcast that we've ever produced. Um, <laughs> we spent a lot of money on some craft beers. Um, mu beer money equal to microphone money. <laughs> microphone yeah. money. And of course, the, the lots and lots of money we've spent uh, acquiring legal copies of the software we use to produce our, our podcast. And also yeah. all that SoundCloud money. So yeah, um, it all adds up. Yeah. Regardless, I think this is the last of the initial ideas that we had when we first started talking about doing this podcast, we came up with a short list of like five or six ideas and we did most of them in the very beginning. And then we've kind of been coming up with more stuff and thinking of things as we go along. And this one, we never got around to really, I think we were kind of saving it until we had found our feet, which is going to be really funny for me to listen to myself saying when we're on episode 70, but yeah. for now, also, that it's it's kind of humorous <laughs> to think that we'll be finding our feet on an episode where we very well might lose our footing. <laughs> well, and just it was my first chance to get to pick one. Of course, I went for the wordplay. Fair enough. Of course. I don't think anybody would expect anything different. And I'm excited. I uh, think it'll be a good time. That's why they call you Squirrely Ben. That's, uh, yeah. We should we should explain. 
Um, because I, I think that I've experienced something kind of life changing. Um, as a, as a group of friends, us and the people around us have all kind of gotten into this excellent Canadian show called Letterkenny, as I'm assuming most people have. I just over literally over the last two evenings binged the whole thing. I am Canadian. I was born in Ontario. I spent some portion of pretty much every summer in a, a, a town called Stony Point, except that it wasn't Stony Point, it's Pont Roche because uh, it doesn't have an English name. Uh, so I am as French-Canadian Ontario uh, as you could possibly be if you left very early in life and left basically left it all behind you and never talked to any of the people that you left back in Canada and you kind of feel bad about it now. But um, Then you find this show where they speak <laughs> like your childhood. <laughs> so so no I, I feel like I need to like expound upon this my best friend um, in uh, <laughs> in grade school was one of the hockey kids <laughs> like mm-hmm. so into hockey um, his name is uh, Steve hi Steve if you're out there I, I can't imagine you're listening because we had a falling out when I came back uh, to Canada after I'd been away for several years and your little brothers called me fat and I just never wanted to speak to you again. But, um, <laughs> so there's a lot, there's a lot of flavor in this, some this story. Bad blood. <laughs> some bad blood. Um, my other best friend, uh, I had a best friend named, named Reese. He played lacrosse, also a very Canadian, uh, sport. And I, I didn't play any sports. Um, Reese, I also, um, I have to probably issue an apology because I stole his, uh, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past um, cartridge. Oh, damn. And oh, I still have it to this cold day. It's fucking I, ice. I took it, and I, I I don't even know if I ever intended to give it back in the first place, but I certainly didn't. However, Reese, if you hear this, thank you, because that cartridge was super important uh, in me as a young Canadian boy learning to... Uh, Steal shit. Love video <laughs> games. Um, and so, yeah, and so... Video games in Canada, so I also have a connection to, like, this character, Stuart, and so I, something deep inside of me has been broken. I have been experiencing some strange bouts of Canadianism that I thought I had fully eradicated from my psyche, so if something happens during this podcast, I just want to put a disclaimer on that. Also, go watch Letterkenny. It's on Hulu. It's It's great. fucking great. great. I've been also getting some nostalgia from it, because I grew up in a small town, Uh, not Canada, but... One of my buddies, Ray, is basically Wayne, <laughs> uh, the main character of the show. Uh, for two little quick bits of Ray, uh, one of my good friends from high school, Ray showed up to school one day absolutely covered in blood. And I said, Ray, what what happened there, buddy? And he said, oh, ho- horse jumped the fence. Uh, we had to get her back into the pen before the vet came. And, you know, he was half an hour late to band uh, and... Middle of his white t- plain t-shirt down through his jeans, just covered in blood. And we're sitting there at lunch, and I just go, Ray, has anybody asked you about the fact that you're covered in blood? And he leans back in his chair, and he, go- he goes, no, Ben, no one's mentioned it. <laughs> no teacher, no hall monitor, not even the, the lunch ladies were like, Ray, why are you covered in blood? <laughs> we just sat there, and we're just like, our... T- our school sucks. We expect more out of these educators. <laughs> the other half of it was I sat next to him in health class. And one day, uh, he just sits back in his chair and goes, oops. 
What's oops, Ray? I left my shotgun in my truck. <laughs> Ray, this is, you know, 2006. We are way past zero tolerance policies and, you know, no, n- nobody's going to look the other way for this stuff. And I say, all right, man, sneak out, like, throw a blanket over it. You know, I understand it's, you're a farm kid, you have a shotgun in your truck, that's okay. You brought it to school. He, he just sits back up and he goes, nah, it'll be fine. And it was? And it was yeah, fine. It was fine. Because <laughs> our, our parking lot monitor just slept in his truck. <laughs> All right. Oh. All right, and that's the I, end of our, our yeah. paid editorial for, for Letterkenny. For Letterkenny. I, I, I have no personal experience with Letterkenny to relate to other than that it's a funny show. So. And your best friend from high school is basically in it. <laughs> 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 All right, so beer. 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 Tiddly. Tiddly. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. That was so off-key. It was oh, so man. bad. <laughs> um, okay, so let's let's do this. Um, I'm real excited. The first match is Chris versus Ben. Okay, so uh, lock them in, boys. Uh, I'm just gonna go with the one that I've already opened for simplicity's sake and select Modern Times Fruitlands, which is a sour tropical fruit. Goes it? It has guava and passion fruit. Okay, and it is. Quite delicious. All right. All right. For my first pick, I'm going to take Oddside Ale's Firefly. It is a pale ale with papaya and habanero. Okay. So we have three glasses in front of us that we are going to be uh, filling with some beer here. Um, we do have a additional rule. Oh, oh, oh. oh, yep. Get that, Ben. Oh, yeah. You put that right in your mouth real quick. Um... Yeah, let's uh, grab some of that paper towel. <laughs> okay, well, while Ben and Chris clean up the bunker here, I will describe the additional rule. Um, so we're each going to get about an ounce to two ounces of beer to sample for the debate. Because we don't want to get too drunk. Because we don't want to get so drunk that we can't theoretically leave the bunker. Speaking of which, we should look for Lori Ann and see if she made it out. I, didn't, I don't know if she made it out. Did we need to, you know what? That's neither here nor there. I thought you let her out. I thought you let her out. Okay. Well, okay. well yeah, that's, that's something we'll do after we're done recording. Um, but you can ask for more of the beverage should you desire it. Um, you cannot ask for more of your own beverage. You can just take more of your own beverage. But if you do ask for more of someone else's beverage, they are awarded a point, which will go towards their total leading up to the finals to see who will go to the finals. Right. So Which it's means, not just the debate. Yeah. You also get points for tastiness. Yeah, so if I like one of your guys' beers, I can say, you know what, that's so tasty, you get another point. Uh, which is nice. To yeah. set a precedent, I think that whoever picked first pours first? Yeah, sounds totally. good to me. All right, Chris, if you could pour your criteria, best beer for making love to. Mm. Now, is that making love to a beer or making love with a beer? The question does not specify. Hmm. It's a nice golden color. That's a real pretty beer. That is a that is a nice pour there, my friend. <laughs> That's uh Yeah, so this is Modern Times Fruitlands. It is a goes. It's 
got some notes of guava. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Ooh, that's some strong guava on the nose. Mm. Yeah. All right, so, uh, g- gentlemen, to the first uh, match. To the first match. First match. Mm. That's a very authentic guava taste. That yes, is just is. like drinking guava juice. <laughs> yeah, it's alcohol. I think they forgot the beer. <laughs> so, I think they forgot the passion fruit. Yeesh. I, I think it's there. I think it's on the finish. Um, okay, yeah, second sip, more passion fruit comes through. And I yeah. can definitely get the sour in there. Yeah. I think that, like, <laughs> the one thing that's important um, when, when making love. Yeah. Uh, anybody who has uh, any illusions about me as a person they want to preserve, tune out for the next two minutes, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> or just assume that I'm, li- I'm lying about this. Alternatively, um, anyone who wants uh, certain ideas about Chris, maybe turn up the radio a little bit. So I think that one of the best things about uh, Megan Some Love is the, uh, the, po- the post-coital glow, right? Okay. It's that kind of like... That pleasurable haze that descends upon you. The kind that wants to put you to sleep, really. Right? And I think that... Do you not just fall asleep immediately afterwards? I mean, it's, it is did a very... I, did easy, I just put too many cards on the table? I'm a, sorry. It's a very easy thing to do to fall asleep afterwards, right? Mm-hmm. And what I think is that the tartness, the sour hit of this... Okay. ...is going to elevate your senses. It's kind of like a light playful smack in the face right it's this 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 beer is it's time to get back to business also those tropical fruit notes right mm-hmm. it's hard for anything tropical not to be kind of an aphrodisiac just because it's got so much you know delicious psychological baggage you taste fruit you think of like juicy fruit and like get it all over your face and that's enough for me um <laughs> all right Okay. Now I know about this beer, so I'm going to give myself a nice pouring. All right. Yeah, go ahead and give me a pour, Ben. Talk about your beer a little bit. So. It's very clear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't remember if I mentioned this or not. This beer is important to me uh, because this is the beer my wife brought me when she told me we were expecting our son. So... Oh. Is that why I haven't been able to drink them this entire time? <laughs> yes. Those... You know, if you had just said that the first time, I would have stopped asking. The first time you asked, we hadn't told anyone yet. Well, <laughs> you were just like, ooh, tasty beers. And we're like, we're really early into a pregnancy, but those are kind of important to me. <laughs> Let's take a moment, because I don't think that we've actually, I don't think that this has hit hit the, the, the podcast yet. Oh, that's true. Ben. Congratulations! Yes, uh, and and I hope that all of our listeners, um, yeah, will join will join us in, in saying and a that toast to, to a you. toast to Ben and to uh, the little one yet to come. Yes, here here. So, this is an interesting beer mm-hmm. uh, because of the habanero. It's got some spice to it, which is weird for a beer, but. Not for the bedroom. If you're, you know, having some, uh, having some, you know, 
relations. So, some good times. He's doing eyebrows, and he won't stop. <laughs> uh, I was hoping the microphone would pick them up. You're, uh, you're being very spicy there. I can sample in some eyebrows. Yeah, it's true. Just like maybe like a toothbrush on something. <laughs> I'll, do, I'll get the Foley work on that. It's okay. Fine. But this is something you can, you can make a night out of. You know, maybe uh, you, know, you want to spice up the bedroom, literally. Maybe some candle wax, some habanero beer, and just a lovely night. Yeah, and let's not forget some uh, some very much approved of by God procreation. Well, I mean, <laughs> with with the question of what is the best for making love, this is the beer. That is tied to me having a child. So <laughs> yeah, this this yeah, this, this, is this, the, this is the veritas of your virility. Yes, <laughs> that is so lame. <laughs> <laughs> in vino veritas. Well, yeah, in, in jalapeno my, baby. My, my wife brought me a four pack. I had one that night. I had one the day we got the ultrasound. I had one when I built the crib. And the last one is for the due date. Okay. Okay. So wait a second. Is this one of them, or did you get? A I got a second pack. Second pack. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But this is actually just—it is a nice beer. The habanero is relatively mild in it. Um, the papaya cuts down on the 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 kick of that habanero to make it more of basically what you'd get of a, a fruit habanero salsa, mm-hmm. which mixed in with a uh, a pale ale. It's really nice. It's okay. pleasant. And it's different, which I appreciate. Yeah, the uh, the bitterness of the jalapeno meshes well with... Habanero. Uh, habanero. Ha- sorry, habanero. The bitterness of the habanero um, meshes well with the uh, the hops of the yeah. IPA. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, as far as answering the criteria, best beer for making love to, having tried them both now, um, I have to say that only one of these... Leaves me feeling thirsty. <laughs> Chris gets the point. Boom. <laughs> Thank you. Would you like the rest of this for at home later? Um, I mean, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out off pod. Okay. Later. No, I, I meant like for later. Oh. Oh, for later. Yeah. I'm really sorry to any family that happens to be listening to the podcast right now. That might well, have been. Well, at least we Was know that your too wife's much? not. <laughs> I think I think gags with the everything everything was fine and subtle until you just said that. (laughs) (laughs) That is literally the story of my life. That is one thing. Like my dad, who probably doesn't listen to this, might be like, "Oh, I brewed beer with Ben. Let's listen to this one." (laughs) (laughs) All right. Chris gets the point. Thank you. This is a really good beer. I really like it. It is yeah, it's pretty good. not bad. You know what I can th- I can think of, though? I think that if you made a batch of beer bread with some cheddar and some actual jalapenos, that would be a good beer for it. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. All right, next match is Ben versus Jaffer. Yep. All right, gentlemen, lock in your picks. Okay. Toot, toot. Uh-oh. It's time for a train wreck. Why, why couldn't you go for choo-choo? Why did you have to go for toot-toot? Choo-choo. 
All right, if we're gonna go, that's the sound I make when I chase my nephew around. So it's canon, okay? <laughs> um, I was going to take the one that I had opened beforehand <laughs> for simplicity, but it does not pair well with Trainwreck. Um, so what I think I'm gonna do is I'm I mean, gonna reach down into my choosing bag of a beer dissimilar here. beer could could be a competitive advantage. Yeah, but I would not want to drink these back to back. That's fair, um, especially. Knowing that the train wreck is happening first, oh, and man. knowing what that. By the way, mouth. if you like beer can opening or beer bottle cap popping, uh, as ASMR, this is your fucking episode. Man. Oh, indeed, yeah. indeed. All right, Jafar, I'm gonna go with the uh, Dunkel uh, from Augustina Rao. Okay, uh, right. which I found out the actual name uh, of is the Maximator. <laughs> okay. Max Maximator. Maximator. That I like, is a cool little <laughs> bottle right there. I like, yeah, it's I like Dunkel better because, like, that's the style. I like the idea that you would like. Hey, boys, you want to get blitzed on some Dunkel? <laughs> I mean, Dunkel is the style. It is still a Dunkel. I just when I couldn't find the name of the one that I was looking for, sure. and I just knew that it was their dark beer. Okay, I was really sad. I went to Augustiner, but we didn't have time to drink there. We just walked through. Oh, that's. Extra depressing. Let me go ahead and thank you. Yeah, keep one of these over here. Eh? Yeah, man. I'm, I'm using this that one now that's not attached to my keys, so you don't get the little <laughs> jingles with me opening every beer. But I mean, this is my uh, wedding party, favor. My yeah. wedding favor. I have one on me. Yeah. So, by the way, this is what a, a criteria sounds like. Yeah. What's it say? And this is what some dunkle foil sounds like. It's a criteria. There you go. You're welcome, ASMR people. You like that kind of stuff, right? I don't know. I don't have it, so I have to take everybody's word for it. All right. Best beer to share with your father-in-law. Ooh, all right. All right. All right. Uh, ben. Go ahead and give us some pours of the train rack. All right. Now, I really like this beer. Not just because of its high gravity, and because it is from the town we all went to college together, but uh, it happened to line up. My nickname in the trombone section of the uh, Central Michigan University Marching Band, Been Doxed, continue, was Trainwreck. It was a loving nickname. Uh, Completely foreign to whatever would happen around here, but you know, I I don't think that I ever knew a person who was named Trainwreck that wasn't also like a barfly, like somebody you would see at the bar every night. Someone who would go to the bar before recording a drinking podcast, maybe. Yeah, some, maybe somebody who pre-gamed on a, on a on a podcast that will involve drinking fifteen beers, um, or portions of fifteen beers. That's true. I did do uh, that. Uh, all right. Okay. Well, Trainwreck. <laughs> to, I need. Uh, I, yeah. to, if, if I may steal this toast, uh, to Laren. To Laren. Laren, a uh, friend of the people, a uh, friend of the podcast. He is a brewmaster, and he lived with me at Central, and he brought home five-gallon buckets of beer, and he introduced me to everything that I love about beer now. And also, this is from the brewery he apprenticed at, so uh, yeah. he's made a lot of this beer over the years. Cheers. Laren. Ooh. Very chewy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this is an amber ale brewed with maple syrup and honey. It, uh, oh man, I love this beer. Uh, this beer, it's it's thick, it's 
got a little bit of sweet, which hides the fact that it is deceptively strong, hence the name. Uh, this beer is so strong, it's got some legs. It does. Um, I mean, uh, one of my favorite stories of going to college with um, fre- also friend of the podcast, uh, Geeky Greek Gamer, <laughs> is uh, having a growler of this on hand and him accosting me. It's all like, what could you possibly be drinking? And I'm all like, oh, you're about to meet Trainwreck. <laughs> uh, that was a fun night. Yeah, Trainwreck is an 8.2%. Mm-hmm. So every beer is pretty much two beers, uh, yeah, which man. is real fun. I, I love Trainwreck. Um, Trainwreck actually, um, for some lore from the brewery, started as a variation of a seasonal beer that they did called Winter Warmer. That was this beer, but ten percent. Mm, I remember that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> man, there's only a couple of times that I have gotten like dramatically drunk in public and. I think two of those times were at Mountain Town. Yeah. No, one of those times was when Laren gave us a behind-the-scenes tour. We sampled a shit ton and then got a bunch of very generous pours for free. And fuck, man, that was the most drunk I've been in public, I think. <laughs> so Jafar and I had a real fun time once because we were driving through Mount Pleasant and just decided to stop at the brewery because they also serve sandwiches. And we're like, we'll get a sandwich and they've got a new Groot that they're trying out and we want to try it. Uh, and Laren comes out and he's just like, oh, you guys are here. Okay, uh, okay, we'll try the Groot, and we'll try this peach variant of the Groot. And you know what? Come back. I made a beer that tastes like a candy bar, and the son of a bitch did it. Uh, <laughs> it tastes like a Snickers bar, but then we're we're in the back, and we're like, we've had like five beers, and we were just stopping. Like, we still have places to drive. <laughs> so we just had to hang out in town for a couple hours while we made it okay for us to drive on the highway again. <laughs> oh, okay. That happened. By the way. And maybe we can cut this out and put it at the beginning of the episode. Draft the Universe in no way encourages anybody to drive under the influence. It is really dangerous. And if you have any problems with alcohol and it's controlling your life, please seek help. This is something that we do as a, as a hobby and that we love. But if any of us had problems with it, we would help them. Do the same for your friends. Thank you. <laughs> I'll probably leave that there and also put it in the beginning of the episode. <laughs> yeah. And maybe again at the end. And maybe again at the end. <laughs> but yeah, Central, Central Michigan University, uh, you had Trainwreck. You mm-hmm. had the Raspberry Wheat, which, oh, was, was, good. which was great. Raspberry Wheat was um, also deceptive because it had just a bunch of raspberry in it. And it hid the fact that it was a the, regular beer. The black or the Blackberry Stout mm. was my favorite of the fruit beers. But like other, the Cowcatcher. Other, other than the Mountain Town, uh, you have... Uh, Dundee Honey Brown, which, man, did we drink a lot of that. <laughs> so much Dundee Honey Brown. <laughs> um, and uh, there's one more that I'm thinking of. What was it? We drank a lot of Killians. We did, yeah, a lot of Killians. Irish read that uh, as mm-hmm. well. So, man, good memories. Ben, father-in-law, go. So, I know you both have met my father-in-law, but I believe this is referring to the generic father-in-law, the guy who... Uh, is set in his ways, drinking the same beer, uh, falls into the, if it doesn't taste like the beer I've had, then it's weird and different and strange and scary and I don't want it. The guy who still has, like, shivers every time he pops a cap that isn't just, like, a strip of aluminum foil from the old cans. But I think it was called a tab back then. I don't know if I've ever seen one of those. You've never seen the old-fashioned beer cans where it's like just like a tab of, like, aluminum foil that you pop off? I yeah. believe you. I just haven't seen it. Yeah. It's a thing. 
But this beer isn't fruity. It isn't sour. It's not overly hopped. It tastes like a slightly sweet beer. But, as anybody with a father-in-law knows, no matter how much you get along with them, it's always kind of awkward. And you know what gets you through that? A double strong beer. Because you know what? He's feeling awkward. Even if he likes you, you're the guy who married his, his little girl. You're feeling awkward because, you know, he judges everything you do twice as harsh because you married his little girl. And even if you get along, you know what? Let's do a two-for-one beer. And you'll feel a little bit better afterwards. And then you'll flip some bur- some burgers and brats and everything will be okay. All right. Try Trainwreck from Mountain Town. It's a great beer. It was really, very, it's a very good beer. It was very good ad copy that you just made right there, Ben. Clean out some glasses here. Okay. All right. So. All right, Jeffrey, would you remind us again what we're about to taste? You're about to drink Augustiner Brau Munich's Maximer, Maximator. Maximator Dunkel. Maximator. It's a Dunkel. This is their dark beer here. Um, the color is very close to Trainwreck. Indeed it is. Um, this beer, and more particularly this brewery, is almost 700 years old. Not the one we're about to drink, but the beer recipe in general. Um, this is a beer that is sweeter than it looks. Um, so expect a little bit of that on it, but it still has a very good beer taste to it. Um, right, without- it's, it's the kind of recipe that only comes across of, you know, 600 plus years of refinement. Fair enough. Without much further ado. Uh, to our father-in-laws. To our father-in-laws. Hey, John. Um, I don't have a father-in-law, but to my future father-in-law. Yeah. Whoever. Maybe one day I'll play him this episode. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that's weird. It's got some, a little funk. A little funk yeah. in the back end of it. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. A little funk yeah. and a little bitter on the back of the tongue. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Huh. That is not in any way what I expect that beer to taste like. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a good pair with the train wreck. It's definitely German. Like this yeah. is how, it's a very German yeah, beer. It's a very German beer. Um it's a very German beer. And uh it is very rich with history and flavor. Um just like a father in law is rich in history uh with their child that you have married. Uh being more gender ambiguous for no reason at the moment. Um, we should have said parent-in-law, shouldn't we? Parent-in-law, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, no, because well, no matter who you marry, they have a father. Well, yeah. I, I mean, feel like you're applying some labels in a very dangerous yeah, fashion here. What ben. about Jesus, Ben? Jesus didn't have a father, Ben. Yes, he, he did. did have a father, but... The Trinity is the Father, the Son, the Holy, and the Holy Ghost. He had three dads. <laughs> I stand corrected. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, that's kind of so modern when you think about it, Ben. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One was Tom Selleck. He had three dads. Yeah, three dads. One mother... Yeah. Um, he could turn water into wine. This dude would be a hit on, you know what? It takes on the village. collegiate scene, wouldn't he? <laughs> so anyways, um, besides uh, my little nuance there of history, um, my personal father-in-law would love the shit out of this beer. Um, this is right up his alley. 
Um, it's the kind of thing that he likes to see something that's been around and has a lot of history. Um, he's a naturalist. He likes spending time learning about plants and trees and nature. Um, and he appreciates things that have come around with time and age, like this beer recipe. And also um, himself working at a brewery would appreciate the more nuanced flavor that it has because it does hit you with that sweet, but does have that bitter back end kind of like, once again, the relationship with an in-law <laughs> um, where it's it doesn't matter how good of a terms you are with them. There's always that slight, you know, I am literally trusting you with my child kind of a thing that never really completely goes away. Exactly. And I will say, as I was trying to be uh, inclusive and think, hey, even if you marry a dude, he's got a dad. Well, no, that dude could have two moms. So, you know what? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is something you could share with both your mother-in-laws. Truth. Okay. Mm. So on one hand, uh, Ben, your gambit, and let me uh, finish this for just in a second. Ben, your gambit is to go with something double strength, kind of uh, hard hard to, uh, a very agreeable choice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jaffer's uh, gambit was a little bit more personalized, a little bit more personal and, and, and thoughtful as to what the actual uh, father-in-law would like. I think that both of you guys have good strategies. Um... I think that, however, that father-in-laws can kind of smell bullshit from a mile away, and they respect the effort that goes into pandering to them, um, even if they don't ultimately appreciate what you bring to the table. So I think that uh, this one goes to Jafar. Although Ben, <laughs> although Ben, getting your getting your father-in-law drunk is a very classy move. Well, but it's also I just know him, and he's he he's one of those guys who espouses never fruit the beer while he drinks margaritas. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, he's probably not interested in anything on the table. Or I can't imagine I can't table. imagine that he listens to this podcast. But if he does, hey Russ. Yeah, hey, hey Russ. Russ. <laughs> Drink better beer. <laughs> I bring lots of good beer over. <laughs> He's also like six foot four, and he's a very intimidating fellow. <laughs> <laughs> he has a certain uh, stance in which he carries himself. Yes, that could definitely come off as intimidating. Let's just um, say that, like, I've I've never personally really found him as such because he's always been very warm and welcoming to me. But I am also not married to his daughter. He he also he has a sense of humor that if I was not the person dating his daughter, I would really appreciate. But when I'm the person like, hey, can I ask your daughter to marry me? And he's just standing over me like, I don't, so maybe, maybe I think so. Because I skipped the beginning of that story and only get to see him now in a very comfortable context. The one takeaway that I have about him is that that man is a hundred percent ready to party at the drop of a hat. <laughs> I did not know that at the time. <laughs> and I knew, as like, now I know, as soon as he got back in the car, he was laughing his ass off about how he scared the shit out of me. Yeah. But he did it. <laughs> oh, he did it. <laughs> and he would make jokes about, oh, if you ever, you know, do anything stupid, I know people and they'll never find you. And it's like, I don't need to know that. I'm not going to do anything, please. <laughs> You're very, very large and, and intimidating and I, yeah. I don't want to die. Ah, oh, that reminds right. me, but 
It reminds me of a story that I can't share publicly, but, but, but remind me to talk about it after the podcast. Okay. Um, next match is Jafer versus Chris. Okay. Um, and I'll go with the one that I opened at the beginning of the pod, uh, this time the Founder's Green Zebra. Okay. Which I'll just start pouring. All right. I'm, I'm gonna excited call to it, try this one. I'm going to call this the, uh, the Battle of the Watermelons, Ooh. and I have to make a small... Um, <laughs> correction? A small correction. Um, so I ordered this thinking that it was a watermelon sake beer. It is actually just sake. It is 10%, so I'll, I'll, I'll be... <laughs> I'll be... I'll be, uh, I'll be a little bit smaller with the pores, and I think that like the spirit of my strategy to try new things... One, one single thing in this episode that is not technically a beer, but is kind of... I th- is everybody okay with that? God, you, you just bought rice wine. <laughs> I thought that it was a beer. It was being sold on a craft beer website. It said watermelon sake, and I thought that it was watermelon sake beer. But it's just watermelon sake. It's, I think that it's going to be good. You know what? We've got beers that are higher percent. It's it's fermented. It's a wine. It's not like it's stilled or something. Yeah. I'll allow it. Okay. Thank is you. it carbonated? I will find out. Okay. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. It's cold, though, which is important. Yeah. All right. Okay. So your criteria for this one. Best celebration beer slash sake. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're going to go out and celebrate, why is this your go-to? I'm just going to, like, first off, just to make a, a what I think is a fair um, divestment, I'm not going to treat this as a sake because sakes are drank at hibachi grills, and hibachi grills are the best places to go to celebrate. I'm not going to use that argument. I just, just want to get it out of your system. I'm getting out of the system, right. but like just so that people know where my Ooh, head's at. That is a significant pour you gave yourself there, my friend. I really like this beer. Okay, good. Uh, right. A little cheery cheer here to celebration. To celebration, celebration. and to summer, uh, because watermelon, very, very much a summer. Hmm. <sighs> Mm, I love this beer. Oh. The sea salt is noticeable, and you don't think that you'll like it as much as you do, but then you do. Yeah. The watermelon flavor is super clear. Um, this is Founders. Oh, this, this is, is a Goes. This is a Goes slash Goza watermelon and sea salt um, from Founders in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, this is, I mean, the last time I was at a wedding, which is a celebration of love, uh... I ran to Founders and bought a growler of this beer. <laughs> like, this is an excellent beer to celebrate with. It is light. It keeps things moving. You're not going to drink this and be weighed down. You're not going to drink this and have too heavy of a flavor, which will ruin a palate for anything else that is happening. And if you're partying really hard, it's got electrolytes. Yeah. <laughs> it's got what plants crave. <laughs> Yeah, the, Although, the that, salt probably helps with uh, water retention, so uh, not as hungover. I will say that zebra speaking. is looking at me like I owe him something. Uh, you uh, might. <laughs> um, I love this beer. The watermelon flavor comes across so wonderfully clear and crisp. I was worried about that because watermelon is a light flavor. Watermelon is fucking tough to brew with. And they did it. They did it. That is real, real interesting. Well, I mean, I don't know what Founders' procedure is, but they probably didn't brew with the watermelon. They probably added it afterwards. But that being said, it's masterful. The the flavor actually comes across, which yes. is difficult, especially in a beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Oh, I wonder if they make watermelon wine. Oh, wait a second. You've got some. <laughs> You've got some. I have a question to ask. If I ask for more, does that count towards the result of the match or just the finals? It's just a just bonus the finals. Point. Okay, because I would like some more. Because this is uh, excellent. I'll pour you some more. Thank you. This is a really good beer. Mm-hmm. You want some more, Ben? That's fine. Uh, nope. Okay. I'm all right. Slancha. All right. I love this beer. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. It, it reminds me of a summer festival I used to have every year at my grandfather's uh, farm called Melon Fest. And it was held every year when the watermelons and the muskmelons were, were done. What's a muskmelon? Uh, cantaloupe. Muskmelon sounds like something out of the Urban Dictionary. Hmm, I don't know. Okay. That's just what we called it. This was at least... Oh, there are some bubbles. Oh. It was at least under pressure. Tiny bubbles All right. in rice wine under pressure. Okay. Um. So, I... I have to again restate my what my strategy was. I picked things that I've never had before. So every time that I pop one of mine, it's a it's a true surprise. I am a hundred percent flying by the seat of my pants here, as evidenced by the fact that this is not beer. This is sake. <laughs> <laughs> but it was sold. It was sold on a craft beer website. Um, by the way. Make sure you look at the shipping rates for those websites before you order beer online because it get a little expensive. I warned you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so because I don't know anything, I'm not going to preface this. I'm just going to say, uh, a sake to me. Hi. Hi. Boy. That's, that's probably offended somebody, but. This is not for me. No. Yeah. I kind of like it, but only because, like, I think I'm determined to like it. <laughs> so I should say that, like, sake is kind of a, you know, kind of a uh, developed palate. Oh, oh, that's sour. <laughs> it, is, it is very sour. It's both sour and salty, and I don't like it. Yeah. Did it go bad? Are we not sure if no, it went bad is, or not? You guys, okay. I think that maybe you guys have not. We had might a be lot. overselling it. You guys have not had a lot of sake because this is actually pretty good sake. It's just not quite what I was hoping for. Um, okay, so I'll just say this. I think that when you celebrate something in a classy fashion, it's with something that you want to sip. <laughs> I didn't Sorry. mean to make faces. Sorry for interrupting you, Chris. Okay, uh, let me um, let me be clear here. Uh, so oh. this is watermelon sake by. Um, well, wouldn't it be a distiller? It's by Setting Sun Sake Brewing Company. Um, so it'd be a brewery because is. they're making fermented beverage mm -hmm. and they're not stilling, yep. and it wouldn't be a vineyard because they're not going growing grapes. Ah, yes. Perfect. Yeah, so this is... <laughs> I like it. I'm, I'm glad to, you do. I'm going to like it. Because you got several of these. I don't know if it was a six or a four. Just the one? Okay. 
Oh. That's the thing. I only ordered one of each. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I actually like this. You're. That's. I'm glad. That's fine. I'm it's so real glad. Sour. Here's. It's like I'm eight again, and I put forty warheads in my mouth. Sour. <laughs> <laughs> I think that yeah. So to describe it to the audience from a person who <laughs> is arguably biased in one direction, but not as biased in the other direction as Javaris. Um. I think that this is like it's got some hints of like of like what you said like warhead in particular. It's a little bit. Maybe even over sour, right? Oh, it's definitely over sour. But I think that as you sip it, the flavor of the watermelon develops. And for me, I'm just going to say that this is uh, me celebrating trying new things. And I appreciate that. Cool. And you know what? For a certain kind of people, weeaboos, you will celebrate... Whatever Japanese things you can find, regardless of their quality. The middle bits of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> um, hey, the middle <laughs> bits? That's Cell Saga. Cell Saga's legit. I, I was thinking more the end of the Namek Saga or Freezer oh, Saga. Oh, hold on a second. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking Garlic Jr. Oh, no. Oh. There's, does, this have to get, does this need to get shaken? It might have needed to get shaken. Oh, dang. <laughs> yeah, because now it's coming out pink. Oh God! Did we drink something we? I think we have? just drank the sake. Okay, I'm gonna take. This is not. I don't no, want to. Absolutely, this is yeah. this is. It's only fair. Yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna take a little sippy poo here of the pink stuff, and we're gonna see how this tastes. Oh, that's much more pleasant. Oh, that's very different. Oh God damn it! Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, that's actually got watermelon flavor to it. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right, so um, <laughs> this is a beer you had, or a drink you had to shake. Does okay, this so say shake well on here? <laughs> it, it might have. It's an unpasteurized, unfiltered, so I should have read that first and then, and then shaken it before I poured it. But this is 100% different. This is, this is celebrating the experience <laughs> of discovery and experimentation, Ben. <laughs> it is, it's so much better now, and I liked it before, too. I still don't like it, but it's better. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. I appreciate why you like it, and I appreciate that we have some people who, just because it is sake, would declare it the best thing they've ever tasted. Um, but if I'm going to be celebrating, I want uh, some, some what is that? Green zebra. Some green zebra. You want some more green zebra? Uh, no, I am all right. Okay. I just oh, by had the way, two I big swallows of ten <laughs> percent sake. Okay. I think that it should be uh, if the judge asks for another drink. That should be just for criteria for like for judging. Well, no, I, I no, no extra points if the judge asks. I think if the judge asks, they can say I didn't get a good taste for it. Or if the judge is like, "Ooh, I like that," then it's an extra point. Yeah, there's there's a distinction to be made. Sure. Um, so for that last one, it was, "Hey, we didn't actually get the best representation of it." Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll have another taste. But if it's, you know what, I really like that. Give me some that, more of that. Yeah. Okay. All right, so we are halfway through. Because you know what? I could I could really like a beer and not like your answer. Um, currently, I've got three points. Chris has one point. Ben has no points. Yep. And we're moving into the second round. But before we do, I'd like to have a little news update. Okay. And have a sobriety check. How we doing, boys? I'm going to say three out of ten. Three out of ten? I'm feeling... 
Yeah. Feeling a buzz, yeah. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm probably at a four. Uh, partially because I've had some of my own here to sip on, and one of those is an 8.2. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, why don't We're running a little low on table space here, and I'm only feeling like a three right now, too. So why don't we each take one of these and kill it? Just, just make some room on the table here. Really? Um, I'm going to say this is going to cost you one of your wild cards. Is it? Yes. What if I just start drinking beer? We have too many of them. We need to get rid of them. <laughs> you know what? <clears throat> oh, I was not intending for you to kill the sake, Chris. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to kill it. I'm going to drink a little more of it, though. Okay. So oh. let's, uh, let's, let's... I'm going to kill this green zebra. Let's, let's, have, a it, bit let's, have, an, let's have an intermission toast. Okay. okay. To the successful... Uh, well, to the hopefully successful recording of this podcast episode. May we not die. May we not die. <laughs> May we not die. I'm going to live forever. Mm-hmm. Oh, Green Zebra, you're so good. Trainwreck is yeah. so good. Mm. If you like sake, like, because uh, I I, <laughs> I, I want to set the record straight on something. I have a feeling that Jafar doesn't drink a lot of sake. <laughs> um, um, well, actually, I've had a fair amount of sake. Yeah. And I've had a decent variation. I mean, I was a weeb in high school. Okay, uh, fair enough. So I've had a fair amount of hot sake over the years in college, and that was just, that first bite I got was just so sour that I couldn't taste anything else. Yeah. I think once it got shaken up, that was something that I would go back and drink. Yeah, so I, I just wanted to say, Setting Sun Brewing, uh, Setting Sun Sake Brewing Company, like, well done. Maybe make the disclaimer to shake before serving a little bit larger. <laughs> um, but if you like summery, um, delicious sake, this is one for you, uh, podcast listener. Give it a shot. All right. Speaking of Whenever shots I go to Hibachi, and the not line. giving them up. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Next match. Start is... that over. I was over talking to you. <laughs> Speaking of shots and not giving them up. The next match is Ben versus Chris. That was a Hamilton reference? Yes, indeed it was. Yes, indeed it was. Okay, I'm not throwing away my shot. I'm not throwing away my shot. All right, okay, let's see. So it is my pick first. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Because you went first last round. Okay. And so, I am going to pick the most expensive beer we I think any of us got. I'm going to take the New Holland Dragon's Milk. These are $5 beers. Oh, Ben. <laughs> oh, sweet summer child. <laughs> oh, Ben. Um, all right, I'm going to fight like with like, um, and I'm going to go for... Not that one. A brewery Tarot Tart of Darkness. Nights. I was curious, what was more than five dollars? Uh, every beer I ordered. I ordered. I, I picked my beers without looking at their prices. I paid the price for that. Okay, literally. Frambois. Okay, yeah. All right. <laughs> that is a that is a wine bottle with beer in it. Pour away. All right. Glasses in. Yeah. Let it begin. So this is a bourbon air barrel aged stout that I know we've all had before. Actually, 
full disclosure, never had dragon's milk. What? Oh, buddy. Did I clip there? I probably clipped right there. You didn't, actually. I am shocked. That's Me the, too. That's the magic of off-access microphone placement. <laughs> <laughs> we are learning things, people. Oh, Podcast man. production. So, if you thought the 8.2 was a uh, high-gravity beer, this is an 11 percenter. Okay. This is stronger than sake. Yeah, this is stronger than sake. This is about three beers for every beer. Okay. Oh, wait a second. Did we get our question yet? We did no, not. We did not. No, right. I'm sniffing this beer. Before we drink, let's get the question. Which beer would the Draft the Universe Commissioner prefer? Oh. Wait, what? That's what the criteria says. Did you write that criteria? I, I never, didn't. I never write any criteria. <laughs> I would not write that criteria. Well, then it's here because it's supposed to be. That's weird. He doesn't like being talked about. Like, you know, you usually can't say... Yeah, that'd be tragic if you said joke. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Um, especially headphones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, he knows what he likes. He does know what he likes. That yeah. said, he has us drafting everything for a reason. It's true. Okay. And so, I think this beer, it is very dark, it is very thick, it's very heavy. Much like the commissioner himself. All right. Uh, to the commissioner. To the commissioner. To the commissioner. Did you say that consciously? I I couldn't not say it. Oh. I'm not going to lie. I love this beer. It tastes like a Snickers. <laughs> I never noticed that until right now. <laughs> it definitely does taste like a Snickers. <laughs> it's got some sweetness. It's got that bourbon flavor. Hey, Ben, drink some more dragon's milk. You're a diva when you don't drink da- dragon's milk. Because uh, <laughs> it's, it's a Snickers commercial. Yeah, I got commercial. It. I got it. <laughs> like, maybe it's just the sip I took, but... I, I mean, it's definitely sweet. I can tell the difference between peanut and bourbon barrel, to be clear, mm-hmm. but they are very close in this <laughs> beer. I, I, can see, I can see what you mean. This beer tastes like a happy accident. Like, it doesn't taste like something that you could have thrown together on your own. It's like you left, like, a, a sauce on the on the stove for a little bit too long and it caramelized, but, but it caramelized in a good way, you know? So you're saying this is the penicillin of beers. This yeah. The verners of beers. It's a, it's, a, it's a panacea, if you'd like. I really love this beer. I'm really stopping myself from making a joke right now about your birth. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a, it's a happy accident. He's talking. <laughs> he's of course talking about the fact that I was conceived out of wedlock, and as a surprise. Thanks, mom. <laughs> I, I okay. I have to tell this story. It's a good story. <laughs> All right, story. Go ahead. Tell story. <laughs> I hadn't heard this story, so this I... is new to me. <laughs> so. Uh, Podcast listeners, you might not know this, although we've certainly intimated it enough. I'm half Canadian. I'm a dual citizen, which means I can legally run the fuck away if I need to. <laughs> um, you lucky son of a bitch. Yeah. So uh, every other year we go over to my uh, my dad's side of the family in Canada for Christmas Day, and then every other year we go for Christmas Eve. 
Um, and about two years ago, when I was the ripe young age of 27. You're doxed now. As we were... <laughs> I'm totally doxed. As we were driving home uh, from, uh, from the Christmas celebration, and may I just say that you should be so lucky as to... Uh, have a Christmas celebration in Canada because it comes with a lot more uh, I don't, I, dishes, side dishes that don't have a place in the American Christmas repertoire, <laughs> <laughs> like meat pie, um, just like, well, it's delicious. But, so we were driving home. It was me, my brother, Dave, who uh, is an excellent dude, and we'll have, to, we'll have to get on this podcast at some point. Yeah. But, um, Next toast is to Dave. Continue. <laughs> We were driving home with my, my mother and my father. My mom and my dad, um, they met at a singles party in Windsor. Uh, like, it, they, they've got a great story all their own, but... When your mom picked up your dad's keys. <laughs> I said singles party, Ben. Not swingles party, Ben. I'm sorry. Your parents are very nice people. That was that was that was not nice. <laughs> We've been drinking. <laughs> so we were driving home Christmas Eve, and we're just like we're chatting. Uh, the the drive back from Stony Point in Canada goes through um, basically this long stretch of like small towns along Lake Huron, and everybody's got their bright Christmas lights up, um, and it's really like it's one of my favorite memories as a kid. It's excellent. It's just like so comforting and nostalgic. And we were driving home and having another one of these evenings where we were talking. And the topic of conversation got onto my my parents' wedding. And we were talking about this for a while. My brother asks, like, what, what, when were you married again? And they say, and I'm just like, oh, this is so nice. We're talking about like family history. <laughs> and, then, and we're driving along, we're driving along. My brother says, Wait a second. That was only seven months before Chris was born. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> my dad looks back at me and he just shrugs. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to tell you that a handful of things in my life kind of like clicked into place at that moment. Like once or twice, you know, like my dad kind of caught me fooling around with a, like a high school girlfriend and he had just said something along the lines of like, don't fuck this up, right? Like, <laughs> and I now realize that he might have been talking about like, oh, you're starting your family. It's gonna be nice. Don't don't fuck this up. This is the this the place where your family starts. And and unfortunately, I did fuck it up because I never impregnated any of my high school girlfriends that you're aware of. That I'm aware of. Man, I really hope my folks don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> Basically, I found out that I was a surprise and that I was born out of wedlock. Uh, well, you I were, no, you were not. conceived out of yes. wedlock, sorry. Um, and you know what? I think that that actually changed the way that I look at the world a lot. Like, <laughs> it's a weird thing. I've gone on long enough. That was a lovely memory for me. Like, I, not like not being ironic at all. I've, I fucking love this memory because it's kind of emblematic of how cool my family is and how open we are with each other. They never fucking lied to me. Their wedding date and my birthday was in the open for my whole fucking life. And I never put the pieces together. <laughs> I never thought I needed to. Okay. Draft the Universe, the podcast you thought was long-winded before we were drinking. Oh, yeah. Uh. You know what? We might be able to get ahead on this podcast by splitting this episode into two parts. Do we want to record a bumper right now? <laughs> <laughs>
But we didn't do that. Instead, we foolishly and naively believed that we wouldn't go way over time for an episode that involved the drinking of many, many high-gravity beers. So, join us next time for the exciting conclusion to our drunken draft draft. Spoiler alert, we got quite a bit drunker than you heard us just a second ago. Thanks as always to the Kickstand Band for their theme song, How It Feels. You can find their music at thekickstandband.bandcamp.com. Also, feel free to drop us a line at draftoftheuniverse at gmail.com with any ideas or suggestions for future topics. Hint, maybe not beer again. Lastly, get involved by tweeting at draftuniverse or on facebook.com slash draftuniverse, both with the hashtag draftuniverse. See you next week, Internet! Maybe in res- take a minute, drink some water. Yeah, actually, yeah, water break. Water break while we, uh, before we drink this. This I'm going to grow from Impamina this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, I'm, yeah, I'm going to take a, a second. Ugh. Feel free to pour for yourselves, considering that this is one. Yeah, I'm thinking to the line there. Yeah. <laughs> Because you're rice wine, I pour to the line. <laughs> <laughs>